Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back. Final segment on a Friday here on Inside Sources. Great to be with you. I am Boyd Matheson, and we're going to start out slightly different than normal. We're going to go a little pessimistic on you here for just a second. Uh, I want to go back to a conversation I had earlier this week. Uh, a really important conversation gave some some real perspective to things. Uh, Dennis Rasmussen, uh, political theorist and professor of political science at Syracuse University, uh, has a, a book out. Uh, in fact, if you're looking for something on your uh, reading list for the summer, "Fears of a Setting Sun" is a is the name of the book, and it uh, is about the disillusionment of America's founders. And, of course, we often talk about the the Founding Fathers as these uh, great and noble optimistic souls uh, who forged the the country and set us on a path. Uh, But in this uh, conversation with Dennis Rasmussen, again, uh, from Syracuse University, he talked about how some of the Founding Fathers, many of them, were a little disillusioned as time went on and a little less than hopeful about the future of the Republic because they all had specific worries or things that concerned them greatly about the ability of the American people to keep this constitutional republic moving forward. So I want to go through these first uh, with you. And uh, again, this is Professor Dennis Rasmussen. And let's start with uh, the ultimate founding father, George Washington, and what it was that caused him to lose a little faith in America and he gave a good hint about that in his farewell address, talking about partisanship. Right. So his big worry was from the very beginning of his career was always about parties and partisanship. He didn't think that Republican government could survive for long if the, the, either the political elite or the people were thoroughly partisan. And they came to be very quickly during his own administration and his own cabinet uh, with Alexander Hamilton and, and Thomas Jefferson kind of leading the first two political parties. And Washington really grew disgusted by the end of his second term. He was glad to get rid of politics. During his retirement, he thought that the country had just gone to, into this abyss of partisanship where he, his later letters are, are constantly predicting that some crisis. So, again, that's uh, Professor Dennis Rasmussen uh, talking about Washington's fears. And, of course, his fears and his disillusionment, his worry about the future of the republic was politics that the partisan politics would ultimately do us in. Uh, And I think those are well-founded. Professor Rasmussen then went to Alexander Hamilton. Uh, His worries about the future of the republic uh, were not about the politics, because he was pretty good at the politics, so I don't think he minded that so much. His were 
about the fact that maybe, just maybe, they didn't make the federal government strong enough. So Hamilton was always worried that the federal government, the central government created by the Constitution, would just never be strong enough, energetic enough, or vigorous enough, um, especially in relation to the state government. But he didn't think that the Constitution uh, created nearly a strong enough federal government from the get-go. He spent much of the 1790s, especially while he was the first Treasury Secretary, trying to build up the government as much as he could. But Jefferson and Madison and the Republicans were always there, kind of hounding him, keeping him from realizing the full extent of his vision. Uh, he really never felt like he'd done enough. And then, of course, in 1800, Jefferson, his arch enemy, was elected president with the mandate to tear down the government's power still further. So he died. Of course, he died prematurely uh, due to the famous duel with Aaron Burr. But when he died, he thought that the government, the government was going to become ever weaker over time. So the the worry for Hamilton, uh, where his disillusionment lies, was uh, clearly in the fact that he didn't think the federal government was big enough or strong enough. Well, Hamilton would have been very happy on a day like today where uh, Joe Biden uh, did a sweeping 72-item uh, executive order, uh, lots of spending going on uh, that would make the federal government bigger. Uh, but I think that's still a, a different challenge. Uh, next, Professor Rasmussen went on to John Adams. Uh, he also worried about the future of the republic, but it wasn't because of the politics and it wasn't because of the size of the government. He was worried about civic virtue. That's right. He thought that the character of the people was the one thing that was most needed to sustain a Republican government. He thought that the people needed a sufficient level of civic virtue, a sense of duty, a willingness to put the public good ahead of their own. And he was really never sure, even during the the revolution itself, the war for independence itself, whether the people had the requisite civic virtue. And over time, he became quite convinced that they didn't. His letters are filled with these really, in some ways, funny, but also dire pronouncements about the character of America. So Adams really was worried about whether the American people would step up and have that civic duty, uh, civil discourse, the fortitude uh, to keep the republic moving forward and, and strong. Finally, Professor Rasmussen talked about Thomas Jefferson, uh, who was really worried about the issue of slavery and the division of North and South and how that might ultimately undo the republic. That's right. He worried that the... the conflict over the spread of slavery, the the geographic divisions between North and South would doom the country. He all but predicted the path to the Civil War. He writes this very famous letter in which he says, everything that we fought for in 1776 was in vain, can be thrown away by the present generation. My only consolation is that that I'm not going to live to weep over the destruction of the republic. So you look at those four founders, Washington, Hamilton, Adams, and Jefferson, and the professor makes the case that they all, to one degree or another, uh, feared this idea of the setting sun, this disillusionment uh, about America and its future, all for vastly different reasons. That's what makes it so interesting to me, was that they all had their own reasons why they thought the republic just may not last. Uh, again, from Washington, talking about the politics would undo us. Uh, Hamilton, that the federal government wasn't big enough or strong enough to to sustain it. Adams worried about the fortitude of the people, and are we really committed to the the principles, the character traits that would make the the country great? Jefferson worrying about slavery and the internal divisions and the regional divisions that would somehow fracture the nation. 
Uh, and all of those proved to be true at some level. Uh, one of the founders, however, remained optimistic. And I think it was almost a little surprising in terms of who that was. Uh, none other than James Madison. Uh, Madison, uh, I think, uh, is widely overlooked. Uh, he did a lot of the hard work and heavy lifting uh, far away from uh, the spotlight. Uh, but he was always optimistic in terms of the future of the republic. Here's what uh, Professor Rasmussen had to say about the one optimist of those founding fathers. Right. He was the one who outlived them all. He didn't die until 1836. He lived well into Andrew Jackson's second term as president. And through all that time, he remained remarkably confident in the American experiment, um, despite having some pretty deep reservations at the outset. Um, but he, he retained his faith in the Republican experiment at the very end. So here we are, uh, a good 200-plus years down the road, and the Constitutional Republic rolls on. And I think Madison got it right. Uh, while many of the founders uh, were worried about the setting sun and uh, really being disillusioned with the American experiment and wondering if it really could sustain itself, uh, it was Madison uh, who's, who thought, no, it's it's not. It's not the setting sun. Uh, and actually, I think it was Benjamin Franklin who talked about it in the, con- in the uh, Constitutional Convention, that it was the rising sun. And sometimes you just can't tell uh, when it comes to art in particular if something is a setting sun or a rising sun. And uh, Franklin had that kind of optimism. Madison had that kind of optimism Uh, And I have that kind of optimism. Uh, I hope you have that kind of optimism that even with the problems, uh, the founders were right. Washington, Hamilton, Adams and Jefferson were all right to be a little pessimistic about the future of the republic because the challenges were real and the challenges are still real today. But we've proven we can do this. And I believe that America is still a rising sun if all of us will keep doing our part and moving everything forward. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio today. And as always, as you go out into the world, be part of that rising sun. See something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.